0: listening to more than a season podcast with Ashley and Brittany join us as we walk through what life is like supporting someone within the sports industry real
2: authentic behind the scenes look at what the support system experiences but no one discusses grab a drink sit back
0: and listen because we are about to get real hey you yeah you stop listening press pause and if you're on apple podcasts scroll down to the ratings and reviews select five stars and give us a review And
2: if you're on Spotify, click our podcast page and click follow and download to listen to all of our episodes. Thanks so much. Enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everyone. Hey. Hey, it's our favorite time of the week. It's interview time.
0: Yes, and we have a special guest for you guys.
1: Yeah, so we are going to let Ashley Jackson just introduce herself. Hi, everybody. I am Ashley Jackson. I am married to Chevis Jackson, he's the DB coach at KU under Les Miles. We have three kiddos. We have a seven-year-old, Caden. We have a daughter named Rue, and she is three. And then we have a one-year-old, and he is Logan.
0: Those are some young kiddos, though. Are you guys in regular school right now? Or are you guys virtual learning?
1: So the oldest one is virtual. The middle one, um, she goes to like a out-of-school, like daycare thing, and she actually goes to school. And then the youngest one doesn't start until January. So it'll be like his first like school introduction thing. Yay, mom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know we've been hearing the, the pains of virtual learning and also the positives. But I know that you did not start out in Kansas. So how in the world did you meet your husband? And then what is that journey look like from moving and all those different stops along the way to get you to Kansas?
1: So we have a funny, I like to think it's funny when I tell people they think it's funny. So we both went to LSU together. I am two years ahead of him in school, but one year in age. And I was a, like a recruiting girl, like the people that would like host and like, you know, introduce the guys in like that came in town, all that kind of stuff for college. And then he first remembers me on his like high school visit. And then once he got there, we were like friends and stuff. And then we didn't start dating until my senior year. So that was three or four years later. So we met there. And then when he got drafted to the Falcons, we moved together. So like I was still like working in the football office and I kind of moved up the ranks. So it was like volunteer. then was a student worker then after that I became like an intern now it's like a super fancy position but back then I was just like a little intern which was I mean it was a great job I mean it was super fun and it was like a real job but super fun so then when he got drafted we moved to Atlanta together and then he played for a little bit on the Falcons for three years and then after that That's when he started bouncing around because the Falcons cut him. And then he bounced around to like a bunch of teams. Like he went to Jacksonville. Then I think he went to Colorado for a little bit. And then I think once the last team cut him, which I can't remember who it was, he was like, okay, I'm done. So then he's from Alabama. So we go all the way back home to LSU and he has to graduate because he has one semester left. So we did that for a little bit. And then we did the GA route. He first was a GA at South Alabama. So then we moved to Mobile. So we moved back home then we moved to Mobile. Then after Mobile, he did LSU graduate assistant for one year. So he did GA for three years. And then our first football coach gig was Ball State. So then we moved to Indiana and then we were there for three years. And now we are in our second year at KU in Lawrence.
0: So you literally moved around way before he even got into like the coaching world because you were doing like the player stuff. So did you yeah. move with him to each spot or did you guys kind of have like your home base like in the South?
1: So our home base was Atlanta. So we did not like pick up and move like everything. So we would like rent a place and it was really easy because you could like rent these fully furnished apartments and stuff. And so we would just like rent an apartment and then like go back to Atlanta. I'd have never moved to Colorado because he wasn't there that long but we did move to Jacksonville and we were there for a little bit moving around I was excited about moving around so you had kids and then once they get into real school you're like oh that's not it's not as fun as it was like when it's just the two of us and we're like exploring and like hanging out at all these different cities and stuff so kind of I feel like new to the coaching world but like not new which is An interesting way to look at it
2: yeah I do want to ask with kiddos since Brittany and I do not have children yet and with that whole pulling them out of school and moving and doing those things do you have any thoughts or like tips that you could give on how you make that process kind of as easy as possible because I know pulling them out and telling them hey we're leaving that is hard that is very hard
1: so over the years, and even like, cause I worked in football for like my entire college experience. So you either have two ways of doing it because you know, they get a job and then they literally just pack their suitcase and then they're like gone in a couple of days. So you either decide like, we're going to pick up and move and then like worry about everything else later and you do it like right away. And then your kids kind of get used to that or you finish out the school year and then you move later. The older your kids get, the harder it is. Cause I mean, like when you're in kindergarten, they're just like, you know, learn how to read color. Like you could teach that. But when they start getting into like their own sports and algebra and like different curriculums for different high schools, then it's like super hard. So, I mean, I don't have to worry about that yet. We typically finish out the school year, then move. I mean, right now that's what works for us. So I'm not really too concerned about it. And then as oddly as that sounds, we're used to like, long distance, like juggling it, being away from each other. So I mean, it's hard, but it's not super hard, because it's our lifestyle. and We're so used to it.
0: Yeah, that totally makes sense. What how do you like tell the kids or like, how did you guys like have that conversation? I guess when they first start to realize like this,
1: you know, I'm leaving my friends. So with them, I think just because when you're like born into like a coach's family that's all you know I mean a lot of times people who like don't know the world really compare it to the moving around like an army kid so they just kind of get used to it like from my oldest it's so funny just today we were talking and he said something about not being here and I said why wouldn't he be here he said you know dad's job like we could be gone like next Christmas and I was like okay so you totally get it you're like totally understand that like we just might not be here so They just kind of roll with the punches and I try to make it super fun, like, but there's always going to be kids on the team that like, you'll have instant friends. You're so social and you kind of like talk up that aspect of their personalities too. Cause I mean, just as a coach's kid, you can be shy, but you can't be that shy because you constantly have to meet new people. So it's really a lot about like, you're going to meet new friends and, you know, we'll have like a different house and you get to pick your new room and you know, we have to like cross our fingers about what the weather is going to be. So I've really gotten him into like, you have to look at the positive. And so he loves the beach. So I'm like, you have to like cross your fingers that the next job daddy gets is like at the beach. He's always like, I hope the next job is like in Florida. So I just like focus on the positive, not that like you're constantly having to move, but the fun things about why I didn't care about moving all these different times.
2: Yeah, that's a great perspective because I think that with parenting, what I've learned, I'm not saying that I know anything about anything, but what I've learned <laughs> from these interviews is that it starts from the top down, so the kids really are affected by what your outlook is and then how you handle the situation, and so it seems like you just have this piece about you with like, this is our lifestyle, this is what it's going to be, so i with the whole identity piece. I know that you said you were always in football and you did the recruiting, which I personally did that too. So I thought when Carson and I were dating, I was working in recruitment as well at Oklahoma State. And I was like, I've got this down. Like, I know football, I can do this. So I want to know, did you feel like at any point in time that your identity kind of shifted and you were like, Oh, wow, this is a lot more than I thought.
1: (laughs) So I guess When I talk about people like our story and how we got together and stuff, I always tell people like, I used to have a name like at the school. Like I used to be like Ashley and like people knew me because of like my job and stuff. And so people like that because you manage, like, a fun football sport, and so, you know, you have the fan base there, so people are like, it's so cool that you get to work in football, and, like, the older we got and the more removed I was, like, from not working, I automatically became Chevis's wife, and I was like, I used to have, like, a real name here, like, where it wasn't, like, Chevis's wife, but I think just having like good relationships with the coaches that I worked with and the coaches wives, I did definitely have like a better perspective about what the lifestyle looked like. And I'll never forget another coach's wife told me a long time ago, she was like, you know, it looks glamorous and stuff, whatever. but she was like, we're alone a lot. And I was like, Oh, I never, and I knew that because pretty much like I see your husband like at work and on the road and recruiting and stuff. But like, that was the first time that a wife kind of gave me the perspective, like, we're like alone like a lot and i was like oh okay so then like when you get into it and then you have like kids on top of that you're like i knew what i was getting into because i worked in it and so like i really knew what i was getting into but it doesn't make it any easier that you're alone like just because you know the facts doesn't mean that it's just going to be a walk in the park i mean it's sort of like giving birth like you you like it and you're going to like the outcome but it still like hurts when you're doing it you know what i mean so It's like, you're enjoying the ride and yes, there's like such good perks about it. And it is a really fun job. Like, it's great that I get to see my husband, like explore all these avenues and I've seen him like work through the ranks and, you know, change and grow. But it's just, you know, it's just in life. It doesn't make it any easier. But, you know, if it's hard and you're doing it by yourself, at least there is some type of perks to it. You know what I mean? That's so funny. I just love the way that you just put that.
0: (laughs) With the loneliness part of it, do you feel like as a mom, when he comes home, like kind of all your rules go out the window? Like, how do you guys balance your parenting styles when he is gone a lot of the time? Are you playing good cop and
1: bad cop? so I refer back to like when I worked in it because I just felt like I worked in it and so I knew what I was getting into so I tried to like make all these plans for things and if anyone has told you anything about kids like you plan stuff and they literally just like laugh that off it's like you thought it was going to be a way and the kids are like that is not what's happening so once we started talking kids and I knew that he wasn't gonna be like you know a nine to five dad and he was gonna be there on the weekends and stuff and we wouldn't have little pockets of time that I wanted to be like a mom who could like take care of stuff and that you know when dad is in he really likes to you know he's like you control the house I don't know what's going on over there so he like really kind of just takes my back when it comes to things and so I thought you know like reeling them in and making sure they're you know behaving and all that kind of stuff and then they're with me twenty four seven. so it's like with kids it's hard to decipher okay, fun mom or like moms being serious or like if they're like acting up and I have to like reel it in. I'm just like, well, I'm just going to tell your dad. Like I always said that I was like never going to be one of those moms, but I've like resorted to that. So it's like he has a great time, but I try not to make him bad cop all the time because I don't want for his little bit of time to be, I have to come home and like fuss at everybody. So I try to take care of everything. But then your mindset goes to, well, I don't have to take care of everything. Like I really do have someone else who's like here with me, but help me along. Like I'm not a single parent, even though it feels that way. And I feel like that's an insult to like single parents because he's there. And I think it's an insult to him too. Like if I say, you know, I'm doing this alone I'm by myself all the time. And I'm just like kind of voicing my frustrations with the day. He feels bad. And I know that he feels bad because he would like to be here all the time, but Balance it out because he really respects that I do have to kind of manage mostly everything, and then he tries to just like follow my lead. And then, if he has to be bad cop because you know I was having a rough time that day, then he's more than happy to do it because he feels like he's helping me out, you know. Because he's like, I don't get to help out much, so if you like need me here and this is what you need me to do, you know, I'll come in and yell a little bit, they'll be a little scared, and then you know, it'll kind of like smooth things out for like several weeks. Versus, like, when I'm in yelling, they're like, Mom's being crazy again. <laughs> so, it's definitely we've kind of worked out like a good balance of how he fits in and kind of our roles we play in just our everyday lives.
2: I think that that balance is so good because it is the job that you've, you know, you've accepted and then the role that you have um as a mother and so I think that's wonderful. To be honest, I would I would definitely be like you're going to be the bad cop because I'm the crazy mom <laughs> all day. <laughs>
1: because I feel like it is very sensitive that like they're very aware that like they're not around you know what I mean so I don't think it's fair for you to feel like you're throwing at jabs but at the same time I think as a coach you kind of have to like recognize that it's a lot on your wife and especially when you introduce kids that you know it's kind of like I said it's just the balance of like them understanding like what you're going through and so to not take everything so personal that like I have to be able to talk about my day Versus when you come home, you know, this is what I need you to do and kind of just like fill in. So it's definitely a good balance and you don't want to be insulting. So you just you're mindful about how each other is feeling, which is, you know, a normal healthy marriage for the most part. Right.
2: Yeah, I think that's all great. I do want to ask, though, because when I was working in recruitment, I um, remember. Figuring out really quickly that I wasn't going to be able to keep working in recruitment if he wanted to eventually take the coaching role. And I know that he went to the NFL doing that. So when you let go of that role to being a mother role, did you feel any loss of identity or did you just sort of like rolled right
1: into it? It was easy at first to quit because I was like, oh, I could take a break. Like I could just kind of like hang out and just be like a housewife and it's like really fun. But then I wasn't ever comfortable just like sitting around doing nothing. So I always had like little odd jobs here and there. And then fast forward to trying to have a job and then like moving around so much, just the workplace in general, it's just so hard because you're always getting entry level positions. Cause they're like at your resume, they're like, yeah, they, like people talk highly about you when you're working, but like, how come you're like in this state and then this state in this state? Cause I like to have, try to have my own identity at work when I was working. And so they're like, yeah, you have like a great resume. And like, I did your references and they love you. Like, but what's with the different states? And I'm like, well, you see, uh, so my husband's a coach. And they're like, Oh, I mean, I've had employers tell me to my face, like we would have promoted you a long time ago, but we know you're going to leave. So it's sort of like, You kind of just give up a little bit, but then there's, for me personally, and a lot of other wives that I've talked to that, like, there's just something inside you that's just not super comfortable with, like, doing nothing, and so you have all these good reasons why you can do nothing, but for me, it just never really sat well, so take into account, like, you stop working, and then you get kids involved, so you definitely feel like, who am I? Like, I'm just, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have a job, and then you're, like, I'm just, like, a supportive wife. So that can be like really struggling. And of course, I decided when I was pregnant with my third, that I was going to go back to school. So like he was a month old, and I started my master's program. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to like go after it and I'm going to do something because in my mind, I'm like, what's going to happen whether in full-time school, like right now, like my middle is not in full-time school. She only goes three times a week and then the young one's running around. So it's easy for me to say, oh, well, I don't have a job, but when they're all in like real school and hopefully after a pandemic, they're in school from Monday through Friday, what am I going to do five days a week all day? So I'm trying to like set myself up for something and take the opportunity that I was able to like go back to school for something that I really wanted, like not for financial purposes, not because I felt like it was a glamorous job, but just something that like I really wanted to do. And so I'm going back to be a counselor and I'm thinking about getting like my PhD and all this stuff. So just trying to like find that opportunity to like do something for myself. And I can always just work like part-time, which that still works out with like the schedule and everything. So definitely like trying to find myself and separate from his job and like not having that be so much of what my life particularly is about. And I think kind of all women and all moms kind of struggle with that. So that makes you feel like a little bit more normal and not so much like football, but just kind of have like a connection to just a regular life, I guess you could say.
0: I love the way that you put that too, because I think that's a fear of a lot of women. And we've talked about this several times before, Ashley and I, but you feel like you have to give up your career path or like what you want to do because you do have to follow them around and a lot of jobs don't want you to leave and they won't promote you. You're kind of always stuck at that bottom level. So I love the way that you put that, you know, you just have to kind of do what you want to do for yourself. And that's awesome that you're going back to school and really taking your own path. What do you guys do to make time for each other? So now you have school, you have three young kiddos. What do you guys do to like have a date night? Or what do you guys do to make time for each other?
1: We are avid TV watchers. So like we make sure like if I find out, I saw this meme the other day, and the lady watched a show without her husband. And the man came out and he was like, you watched the whole season and he had like a complete like meltdown and he was like so serious like it's like you, it's like you cheated on me like you cheated on me with the show and we are like that like do not watch our show without me like you have to watch it together and I want to hear that you watched it in your office during your break time or on a recruiting trip and you like you know you were on the plane watching the show like you're not allowed to watch these specific shows without me and i'm really lucky that like i have my mom so my kids are her only grandkids and so they come down all the time and they're retired so my my dad like visit all the time and she knows that like i need a break and all that kind of stuff with the kids so she'll immediately say like if you guys have anything to do if you want to go anywhere you can go so she, she like last year she let us go to new york for the weekend and stuff so my parents are literally so amazing, and those and they're the people that like help me move, like when we move. And he's like, "I got my bag, and I'll see you later." They like help me pack up the house or whatever needs to be done. Sell our house, get the new one, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, my parents weren't there. I'll know what I'd do. So we usually use them. Like our parents are in town, and it's like our time.
2: No, that's awesome. What shows? What are the
1: go-to shows at the moment? I'm just curious. Oh gosh, she probably. <laughs> let's see let me make sure it's not like super girly ones that he's like I don't watch that uh, <laughs> um I think we just did the vow so I'm a big like serial killer documentary person like I'm one of those like people so we did a social experiment or whatever that was on Netflix and then there was another one so if I find out that he's been watching without me he's gonna be in big trouble yeah
2: that's <laughs> funny that's how Carson and I are too we're like don't do that shows movies any of those things <laughs> without us But I I do want to ask what since you have been so many places and you do seem so like rooted in who you are, have you found that, you know, once you move to each location that you find like your community of people really quickly? I've gotten really lucky
1: because with the coaches wives, we have moved to two teams that were brand new. So all the coaches wives like didn't know anybody. So I immediately had friends on the team because they didn't know anybody and I didn't know anybody. And so it was an easy way for us to like meet that way. What's interesting about this particular move to Lawrence was the kid aspect, because when I moved to Indiana, my kids were three and then my daughter was a newborn. So we were still kind of in our own like little like family bubble, but now because the oldest like is into sports and the little ones trying to get into sports too, like dancing or gymnastics or whatever, that makes it a little more complicated because I feel like now I'm forced to like venture out into like the community and find friends. I'm forced to like not just play with the coaches' wives because maybe their kids aren't the same age as yours, or for us particularly, there was a big like staff change from last year to this year. And so all of the boys on KU's like football staff were gone. So then He was like, mom, who am I going to play with? And I was like, uh, I don't know. So then I was like, really like forced to like, kind of like be more social outside of football. Cause like you have this football bubble where you feel safe because everybody kind of knows the lifestyle. So it's been a little bit more challenging this year. Like trying to just like meet more people and not necessarily like there's new wives, but they all have girls. So my daughter is set. But now my son, I'm like, oh, I have to, like, really, like, venture out and, like, talk to your, like, you know, flag football team mom's friend and, like, talk to, like, you know, whoever you're, like, playing basketball with. Like, I'm like, hey, I know I didn't talk to you for a whole year, but, like, how are you doing? So then I have to, like, really be, like, a lot more social because, like, he literally, like, lost all of his friends. So there's, like, that aspect, too, where you get, like, comfortable and then you're like, oh, wait, now I have to, like, really, like, be more, like, adventurous with who I'm talking to, so – that was kind of like a little left to learn. I didn't think about it that, that way. That cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. I
0: just love that way that you just put that. Oh, I didn't talk to you for a year. <laughs> so you guys both went to LSU. So is that hard to have a team in college? I guess I guess what I'm saying is I was always an NFL fan. So being in college now, I have these teams to root for, which is really cool because I never had a college team. But you have LSU as like your guys' college team. Do you guys still root for them? Do you still go to games ever? Are you guys like still really attached to LSU?
1: Super attached, as I have on my LSU National Championship sweatshirt. And what's so funny is that, so my son, when we got to Indiana, so I let my kids dress themselves. I like them to, like, express themselves. So he loves to wear football gear. And so, of course, and then we were at LSU the previous year as a graduate assistant. So when we got to Indiana at Ball State, literally every time i'd be like we're gonna go see daddy today and i'm like today is the day that you picked like your entire lsu fold out like football gear like the helmet like he had the whole outfit on and i'm like okay i know you didn't know that we were going over there today but i'm like can you change he was like no like i want to wear this team and i'm like all right then because i'll let you wear what you want so i guess that's how we're gonna go to the office i'm like you don't have any ball state stuff that you would love to wear so in that sense we get super lucky because we've never been in the same conference as LSU. So it's super easy. And like the coaches know, I mean, like the head coach and stuff knows, like, I mean, it's not like it's we're at KU and then we're playing, you know, somebody that's like in the same conference and you're like, Oh, you can like wear that stuff around here. Like it's weird. So we got lucky in that sense. Like they don't care. I mean, it's two different conferences. So like, it's not a big deal. The coach that he had for the national championship, we at Indiana. They, he was able to go to the national championship and everything. So it was nice
0: no that is awesome
1: we all went together so of course he couldn't leave me behind because it was yeah oh yeah that was awesome
0: that sounds so fun to be at a national championship game that'd be so cool
2: yeah that's a bucket list item for sure well i do want to ask one last question to wrap this up but i want to know at the beginning we always ask this question because we think that it's very important what would you tell your younger self something that you know now about this football world, sports industry
1: world that you wish you would have known? Find a job that travels well. <laughs> like, I think the funniest thing is that I've always had photography as a hobby. And I love to do it. And I know it's not too late. And I know that I could go and do photography classes and all that kind of stuff. But when I was younger, I always thought, you know, I would like have to like manage and take care of myself. And I mean, photography is a great career. But I was always like nervous that it was like a self starting career. So you really have to like work hard for it. And I never really had the confidence to like go after it. So I wish I would have like been more confident like back then to like follow my dreams. Because then what happened was that I put finding myself on hold because I was like, oh, we could just like, you know, you know what you want to do. So I'm just gonna follow you for a little bit. And then I like figured out later. But then it's a lot harder because now you're moving around so much, you know, like if I was in one place, I think it would be a lot easier to uh, go after certain careers versus others because I mean, I have more than one passion. So if I would have done photography earlier and just kind of like followed that path and not waited to let it develop, I think it would have been so much easier just kind of like looking at where we've been and what we've been doing and just like knowing his career path. Like I feel like as soon as we started dating, I should have like did the photography thing like right then and there but it is what it is I have a different career path now but I think just being more confident in myself to kind of like start my career earlier so that I wouldn't let the moves and the different things that are happening kind of like deflect from just being like procrastinating on like what I wanted to do if that makes sense no that's good yeah that's
0: really good advice actually we've never heard that before so I always love when we get to hear new things so that's really cool
1: yeah, and we
2: just want to say thank you so much for joining us. We could talk to you probably for hours. Yeah, you're so, hilarious. You are so funny. But we um, just want to thank everyone for listening and following along and just stay tuned and we'll see you next time. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this interview on More Than a Season podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at more than a season underscore women's guide for the latest updates. You can also follow our personal Instagram accounts at Ashley M. Kramer and Britt Labby. We would love it if you would download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform.
2: Thank you so much. See you next time.